She's like, I saw it on TikTok and I drove two hours to come here. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it's really an experience. I mean, two hours to get a soda is. You can get that anywhere. It is the experience. It's about how we make you feel when you're in our line. It's about making you feel special. It is absolutely the experience, which is what we started at the first. And it still exists. It's still there. In fact, more now than ever. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end -end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week we're in for a real treat. We get to spend some time with Nicole Tanner. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thanks so much for having me. It's, it's just a privilege to be on your show. Well, I'm excited to have you and you have an amazing story. So I think listeners are uh, really going to be interested in what you have to say. So quick intro on Nicole. Nicole Tanner is the founder of Swig. Swig sells customized drinks and delicious cookies and treats. She opened the doors to her first store April 2010 in St. George, Utah. Swig has grown to last count 41 locations in Utah, Arizona, Idaho, Oklahoma, and now Texas, and many more locations to come. What should you, our listeners, get out of this episode? I think you can learn some important lessons about how to take an everyday event, grabbing your favorite soft drink, and turning it into a phenomenal experience that people will seek out. So, Nicole, tell us about your childhood and what led you to become an entrepreneur. Oh, goodness. So, I grew up on a farm, a dairy farm, and uh, in Idaho. And so, I think that that um, childhood helped me to learn hard work and you don't quit until the job is done. Uh, it was a great childhood. A, um, a farm life is a good life. And I had a lot of opportunity for um, exploring and, and interacting with my seven siblings and just working really hard and um, just nature too. We were close by mountains. We were up in the mountains all the time. I love nature, love hiking. So I think it just really instilled in me um, that there's no option in quitting. You you stay till the job's done. Those cows need to be milked morning and night. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. So, no so day off. You have to, yeah, there's no day off. And honestly, the restaurant business it's kind of similar. You don't have a lot of days off. You are day in, day out in those restaurants and those stores. So I think it really instilled in me a good foundation of work hard and you don't quit till the job's done. And what inspired the idea for Swig? Yes. So we would go to Sonic all the time, Sonic Drive-In, and get our Diet Coke with Lime because they had the good pebble ice, the good crushed ice. It just makes your, your drink, your soda, whether you drink soda, sparkling water, whatever, it makes your drink just taste that much better. And then at the end, you have some crunchy ice that tastes a little bit like your beverage. So, so it, we would go to Sonic all of the time for our beverage. And for me, it was a Diet Coke with Lime. And we just kind of thought there's something missing in this market right here, because a lot of times we would wait behind people ordering food. So it would be slow. Um, a lot of times our, our cups would be kind of greasy or smell like onions or whatever, you know, they were cooking in there. And I just wanted a fountain drink. 
So, and if I didn't go there, I'd have to go into a gas station and unbuckle my five kids out of the car and take them into a gas station, which is really dangerous because they're going to try to buy, pick up everything they can in their chips, candy bars, whatever. So I just thought there's got to be a better way. And in a drive-through line that was very personable. So from the start, I wanted it to be I see you as a customer. I want to get to know you. You mean something to me. And um, that's what we tried to create at SWIG from the very start. We were sick of being a number in a drive through line. We wanted to be made to feel known. And I think other people were just like that. And you were thinking, I mean, you, it sounds like you kind of had a problem you wanted to solve, but you thought yes. to yourself, I want to launch a business. And what I'm going to do is just sell soda pop and cookies. Pretty much. The soda pop was the base of it. The cookies kind of came as we were building the menu. Uh, there was a great bakery here that sold amazing cookies. And so I'm like, I love a good homemade cookie. I didn't want to bring anything in that didn't taste homemade. I didn't want it to look processed. So, but the, the, the diet Coke was really the base of it all, if I'm being honest. And then, and then we just spread it from there at the menu. But we, when we started, we did have all the good soda and sparkling water. We had smoothies, just anything drink related. We had energy drinks, but it did start with the love of a good Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, first of all, where did the money come from to launch your first uh, swig? All us. We had no business loans. I know people would be like, that's crazy. Again, another another comment of people saying you're crazy. We didn't have any business loans. We used our savings. Um, we, we found this old um, dilapidated building that had been around for 40 years. Um, it was in a huge parking lot though. So I could see lots of cars wrapping around it. I could envision it and needed a lot of work. So we fixed it all up ourselves. The rent was only $500 a month. Advertising, we didn't really do a whole lot. I mean, the first couple of weeks I was handing out flyers and all the cars in the, in the city. I went to an expo and had a booth and was telling people what we are. Again, it was very boots on the ground, kind of like go back to the good old farm days where I'm just like, all right, we're going to make this work and we're going to, we're not going to put a lot of money into it. And I feel like that's what you do on a farm as well. You just make it work. And that's what we were doing. We were just making it work. But I think that's why it was so authentically received because they could see me out there just boots on the ground working it. And I was a person that they could connect with. And how long was it before you opened location number two? Three years. Three years. We, yeah, yeah. We really wanted to make sure that it was going to stick and know who we were. Um, but by year two, we the lines were so long that we're like, we have to look for another location. So we found one a mile down the road and um, literally only a mile. And it was an older building that we fixed up as well and opened that three exactly three years later. Spring break, it went crazy. We were listed on one of the uh, news stations in Salt, Salt Lake City is one of the top 10 destinations to come to for spring break. And it literally blew us out of the water. We had lines around each store. Amazing. So tell us a little bit the business model. So about how many cars come through a swig in a day and about what's the average ticket size? Can you give us any of that? Yeah, I mean, we don't usually do a thousand cars in the day like we did at our Dallas opening over the weekend. But um, I would say on an average, we are around 600 to 700 cars a day, depending. I mean, we have Dallas, this third Dallas location was our 45th location. And so 
some stores are a little bit slower. Some stores are extremely busy. So I would say on an average around six to 700 cars a day, uh, depending on the store. And then the average ticket price is around uh, $4, four mm. to $5. We mm -hmm. hope that everybody comes in and gets a drink and a cookie or a drink mm -hmm. and pretzel bites. Mm -hmm. um, the average ticket price we're trying to get up a little higher as we bring in items, of course. So mm -hmm. we'd love to see it more around six or $7 sure. yep. per ticket. But um, it is just a drink. And so you can't charge $5 for a drink. Um, I mean, if you do get a 44 ounce, you know, with all the good stuff, right. you're going to to $4. And we do have energy drinks and some higher priced items, but we have boba. Um, so the average though is around four to five. And who would you say is your kind of ideal client profile? Like who's the typical person you're targeting who's coming through that drive through in their car? Is it, is it a mom with kids? What or I'm stereotyping probably. That, no, that's exactly it. That is mm. exactly it. Those are, that's the, the main base of our customers is that that mom with the kids like the soccer mom the suburban mom and I'm one of them that's why mm -hmm. I mean now all my kids are grown and I'm a grandma but um yeah I'm one of those and so we want them to you know bring all their kids or drop off your kids at school and then come get your treat your drink whatever that is um so it is, it is that suburban soccer mom, but it's also, and it's women, it's a lot of women, but it's also men, it's working mm -hmm. class men coming to get, you know, their energy drink or, or their drink of choice. Um, it's college kids. We, we have several locations by universities. The first location is literally a block from, from the university here in St. George. So Utah Tech. So we do love our college kids. We have one that's straight across the street from BYU up in Provo. So a lot of college kids, um, high school kids, but the majority are the soccer mom. Yeah, I was curious, um, technology, uh, in, in, in building such a big empire now, you must have introduced a lot of technology into the business to, first of all, keep track of things, right? There's a lot to keep, tra yes. gotta keep track of the inventory and the money coming yes. in and the money going out and so on and so forth. Tell me a little bit about the computer systems. I don't know if that's your specialty, but what, yeah. what has changed in terms of systematizing the business? Oh my goodness, so much. So the first three years, because we were so mom pop and just figuring it out, we took all of our orders on yellow sticky notes, like <laughs> yellow sticky notes. And it worked great. Honestly, it was fantastic. We'd write the order on the sticky note. The customer would give it to the girl at the window or the boy at the window. They'd type it in on a Costco cash register, hand the sticky note over to the drink maker. I mean, when I think back, I just go, how did it work? But um, it did because we were in it day to day. As you grow, though, you can't micromanage it like you did that one store. So as we grow, you need the technology and the systems to make sure that it grows from point of sales, which is um, keeps track of all of your sales for the day for each store. And we can see it at any moment on my phone. I can see what this store is selling. What do they need to sell more of? Are they down in cookie sales? Okay, we now need to offer team members need to offer cookies at every transaction. So the point of sale is huge for us. That's how we track how we're doing uh, at every location. And you can dial in so many different things. We just added at all of our locations, a timer that's at the window that will time how long that car sits at the window, which will tell you how fast your line is moving. So we would like for a car to be at the window no longer than 30 seconds. That's too long if it's past then. A minute is like 
disaster. <laughs> or like that line isn't moving because a lot of our lines will have 15 to 20 cars in them on a daily. So we want to make sure that like at a time, sorry, at a time, <laughs> not just total at a time. So we, if we can track how quick it's moving by technology, put it the window by a timer, that's money. That means your line is moving. That means your customers are happy. So from that to like inventory tracking items on our managers, it's an app that we designed that our managers can now, when they do inventory every month, they can just put all of that in really quick on their phone. Technology has been key, super key for us. Right. And it sounds like you have multiple, it's not one system that controls everything. No. It's a few different systems. Few you, different you referenced systems. a few of them there. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Um, how has social media impacted the business? Um, it's been huge for the first little bit, not so much because that, you know, 2010 through 2013, 14, it was just getting started. But recently, um, 2020, um, we had Olivia Rodrigo. She's, I think you know who she is. Um, she's a pop star. She's, um, super popular, but she came through, um, our store in Salt Lake city, one of them. And she'd heard about swig, love swig. She came through and got a drink, took a photo with our team, put it on her social media. It went viral. Like everybody was talking about it. And then she posted another time. And then all of a sudden spring of this last year, um, we started going on TikTok. like dirty soda was viral on TikTok. So we've been doing dirty soda since 2010, but all of a sudden the world is catching on to this dirty soda trend. And it wasn't something that we were promoting. It just all of a sudden started happening. So then we started like going on the TikTok scene as, as well. We have our own marketing director. And so we started building our followers and we have a large following now on TikTok, but people were making dirty soda at home. People were talking about it. I got a phone call in May from, it said NBC Universal on my cell phone. I'm like, do I answer that? Is it a scam? Answered it. It's hello. This is so-and-so from the Today Show. I'm a producer. Do you have a few minutes? I want to talk to you about dirty soda. We were on the Today Show. So, I mean, it's so social media has been huge, 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 huge. New York Times picked us up. I mean, it, it's been, I just talked to CBS News on Friday. They're going to do a segment on us in November on their Sunday morning show on Swig and Dirty Soda. She just wanted to know about Dirty Soda. Um, I was taking orders in Dallas and a lot of people, I would say, how did you hear about us? And they're like, TikTok. I'm like, who would have thought? TikTok is, she's like, I saw it on TikTok and I drove two hours to come here. I'm like, wow. <laughs> so it's really an experience. I mean, two hours to get it a is. soda is. You can get that anywhere. It is the experience. It's about how we make you feel when you're in our line. It's about making you feel special. It is absolutely the experience, which is what we started at the first. And it still exists. It still is there. In fact, more now than ever. Now you have added to the menu, you've kind of referenced that, but you haven't moved away from the core of the soda and, and the cookies, right? You, you haven't added other food groups and you, you certainly haven't gotten into cooking really, right? No, we never will. I will never bring something on the menu that we have to cook and prep in the line because I will, don't want to slow down that line. And I don't want to go away from kind of who we are. I want yeah. to stay true to who we are. And we've added pretzel bites. We've added some salty, savory things, but they are very easily prepped. And um, so we'll we'll change it up a little bit like that. We've expanded our menu to 
our sparkling waters and energy drinks. Um, the sparkling waters and water-based drinks have taken off like crazy. So we sell about 30% of our menu we sell or 30 percent 30% of our sales is sparkling water and water-based drinks. It's huge. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. They just think that we're soda and totally not. We have something for everybody. And people who normally would not go to Swig are now coming on a daily because they love their water-based drinks. And why not? You know, because again, it's more than just a drink. It is about that experience and and we're also doing good in the community. This month, we're hitting our Save the Cups um, Foundation fundraiser. And um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. And we pay for women that are fighting breast cancer. We pay for their bills, their medical bills. That's what was done for me 13 years ago. So it's very authentic, very organic. Uh, it's my story. And then it now is their story. So we are part of that community. We are hoping to raise $150,000 this month. And our customers are the ones doing that by donating, buying tumblers, buying our stickers. Um, it really is a huge, huge event for the month of October. So we do several of those things throughout the year to where the customers can feel like it's their swig. I'm coming to help out because this, my swig is doing this for people in my community. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a part of that community and sell an amazing fountain drink at the same time. Yeah, that's that's a terrific story. I, I had read how you overcame your own breast cancer, and obviously now you've you've made that part of the mission of of Swig is to is to uh, help other people. That's that's uh, incredible. Um, let's talk a little bit more about you personally. I understand you have five children, uh, and you have three grandchildren, and you're running customer success at this exploding business now, <laughs> pretty much across the country. How do you do it? Oh man, I think that you take your moments when you can to ground yourself. Um, I go on hikes. I've hiked the Grand Canyon twice. I hiked several places here in Utah. I love to be outdoors. Um, but when I'm with my family, I'm very present with my family. They were just all here for um, almost a week as my son before he headed out on his mission. And I tried to be very present. Like I didn't go work in the stores. I was here with them spending every moment I can with them. When I go up to Salt Lake for meetings, our corporate office is up there in Lehigh, Salt Lake area. Um, I have three children that live up there. So every night I'm with them, we go to dinner. We're, so I just want to make sure that I'm, when I'm with them, I'm very present, I'm with them. But they're a part of the Swig story as well. Like they were in it from the roots up. They worked it. They, they came up with the ideas with it for the drinks. And so it's a part of who they are as well. But um, it's a family affair. And I just really, for me, I try to ground myself whenever I can as far as like what's important and um, taking time for me when I can. Because otherwise, you would burn out way too fast. And when I'm home, I love to be home and my bed. And it's so good. But um, yeah, I think just enjoy the moments where you are at that time. So. Do you ever pinch yourself and just say, how did this all happen to me? Oh, I mean, it's... it's I mean, you're like American success story of, you know, entrepreneurship. <laughs> it's amazing. Honestly, it, it's all the time. When I go to these openings and I hear like I drove two hours to come to Swig, that is so surreal. I mean, again, we just wanted one store to work, but to have it be 45 and so much more to come and franchising on the cusp of franchising. I mean, I've always known it was super special. One of our partners said, you caught lightning in a bottle. You really did. Like you've created something that is 
more than just a drink. We say that all the time. We're more than just a drink. You you've made it super special to where people want to come because they just, they, it's part of their day. So yes, I pinched myself, but it's also been an amazing journey. And we've learned a lot along the way and we've made pivots and we've changed a few things and, uh, you know, partnering with somebody is very scary. And will they treat your baby? Cause Swig is my sixth baby. Will they treat it like I treat it? And will they take care of it? Like I do. And so there's a lot of trust. Um, there's a lot of just uncomfortable moments, but trusting in the process. And, and I don't want to get in the way of Swig of what it needs to do. I'm going to be behind it, helping it to grow. And too oftentimes, I think founders and owners of businesses can get in the way of that growth and be afraid of the change. And you, you can't or it won't do what it needs to do. Amazing. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Nicole Tanner. Howdy, small business owners. Are you struggling with overwhelm from being trapped in the day-to-day -day of your business operations? Just feel like you can't step away or catch a break to get your life back? Well, we can help. I'm Susan Fenema, the Chaos Eradicating Officer for Beyond the Chaos. We can assist you in streamlining your project management, in solving those project management problems, and in really systemizing your operations so that you, as the owner, are able to take a step back, maybe even take a vacation, and uh, you know, do those things in life that you thought you would be able to do when you decided to start your business. Please reach out to us at beyondthechaos.biz, or you can just email me directly at susan at beyondthechaos.biz and let us start helping you get beyond the chaos. And we're back with Nicole Tanner of SWIG and uh, just an amazing conversation of a true American entrepreneur. And I just have a few more questions, kind of lightning round, learn a little bit more about you, Nicole. You're so busy. Tell me about your morning routine. What happens when you wake up in the morning? So I love to go to the gym. Um, there's times where I can't because I have things going on. Uh, this morning, I did not get to the gym. Um, but I do go, I know, I, I, I'm an open book. I tell you too much. But, um, I do like to go, I do Pilates, I do yoga, I, I do things like that. Or we'll go out for a hike in the morning and um, get some steps in that way. Uh, so I will do that. And then um, like to do some reading or some studying of like focusing, grounding myself. And then I'm in the stores or I'm on phone calls, meetings with people, with leaders. And, um, but yeah, my day starts with a prayer, honestly, it starts with a prayer. Let's put that first. And then I go out and do those things. So. And, and when do you, when do you usually stop working, stop swigging? Uh, <laughs> yeah. when, when's the end yeah. of the day, the business day? when the stores slow down and I can step away. <laughs> I'm not okay. one that's like, it's five o'clock and I'm done. No, it is, I will I will be there again till the job is done when they no longer need me. I am not on a time frame. Right. Um, I will help you anytime you want help and yeah. need help. So it will. it's just until the job's done. You're an owner. Yeah. Tell me, uh, personal mentors, has there been anybody in particular uh, during your life or career that helped you along the way, who you feel really made you kind of who you became and uh, helped you be such a success? I love positive people who are trying to make a difference out there. 
and they are making the best out of every situation they can. I want to surround myself with those type of people. So um, from a podcast to just great leadership, great leadership is what I look for and positivity. So I can't in particular name one person, but um, I, I think that that's who I tend to gravitate to is like, I want to learn from everybody, honestly. I want to learn, I can learn something from all of the leaders in my organization. Um, I want to learn from you because everybody has great ideas. So uh, especially if you're positive and happy at the same time. Are there any other companies or any other founders who you've looked at and said, wow, I really re admire what they're doing? Uh, yeah. You know, anybody you know, yeah. out there? Chick-fil-A has nailed it. Like anytime somebody says, wow, this line is moving like a Chick-fil-A line. I'm like, <laughs> done it. Hallelujah. Um, no, they just know how to move a line and they're super friendly. So they, they get the customer service part of it. And that's, that's really who we are. We are customer service based and a fast, we are a superior product with amazing customer service and a fast moving line. That's our three core. So if someone says that you remind me of Chick-fil-A, I'm like, yes. And I just love how they've expanded and um, how they've grown with um, some of that kind of ownership in each store. They're not, they're a franchise, but they're a little bit different. So I love the Chick-fil-A model. Fantastic. You can count on Chick-fil-A. You can count on a great product with a fast moving line. Yeah, something's working, that's service. for sure. Yeah. Every time I go, every time I go past one, whether it's an airport or any place else, I see a giant line out there. So obviously line, people but you like can it. trust it. You yeah. can get in that line. And that's what yeah. we tell people about our swig lines. You can trust our line. We're gonna get you through. Okay, my last question. What do you think other uh, entrepreneurs or would-be entrepreneurs can learn from your experience? Um, I would hope that they would learn to not grow too big too fast. And um, you don't have to have all the things to start. You just have to start. And you're not going to have it all figured out ever. <laughs> you will figure it out along the way. Um, Another piece of advice is don't be afraid for change. Change can be good and it can be exactly what's needed for the company. So lean into it, try it. If it doesn't work, it's okay. You tried it, go a different route. Uh, so all of those things, uh, be present, be present in your business. Uh, no one will take care of it like you do, but then you can also instill that care into all of your leaders. So then they will take care of it like you do, but they won't know unless you show them how and if they see you. Well, Nicole, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. It's just been great to have you here. Such a fantastic story. Thanks for having me. It was a privilege to talk with you and to share the story. And I want to thank our producer, Tim Alleman, and our coordinators, Diet Barnett and Daniel Huddleston. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your colleagues, friends, or family to subscribe, and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us in the rankings. Until next time, make it a great week.